Welcome to Finally Fearless, a podcast devoted to uncovering everything you never knew you needed to know when it comes down to your health and wellness. My name is Dr. Melissa Chofi, a physical therapist specializing in pelvic health. After working in traditional healthcare for four years, I grew disenchanted with the gimmicks and the garbage, scare tactics and scarcity mindset, and all the things that were being pushed on people to make them fear their bodies instead of actually using them to live the lives that they so deserve. This podcast will give you all the tools to demand a life worth living instead of sitting your best days out on the sidelines. We get really raw around here, so grab your headphones and let's jump right into today's episode. I am really excited to announce that the Finally Floored full cohort is opening. Actually, it's open right now. Finally Floored is my 12-week conditioning program that starts with the basics of working your core and pelvic floor, and then we build outward to give you an all-encompassing, literal, total body workout. With three workouts per week and me available for questions and form checks throughout the program, this is not your mama's workout program. You'll know exactly what to do, why you're doing it, when to progress, and when to take a step back because you'll finally learn how to use your body instead of blindly following a cookie cutter program that was not written for you in mind. Doors are open now through Sunday, September 19th, and the journey begins on September 26th. Program details are in the show notes, so head down there, learn more, and grab your spot. Now, let's get into the episode. Something that I'm still seeing on social media, even from physical therapists who I think should know better, is this perpetuation that stretching is going to fix all of your problems. Lower back pain, here are the three best stretches to get out of lower back pain. Oh, your neck's bothering you? Here are the five best stretches to combat your neck pain. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, what? And that's because recent research has shown that static stretching or putting your body into a position using some like an external source, like a strap or your hand or something, is not long standing and it's also not helping with your functionality. And that's what the recent research shows. And we're going to get into the other stuff that has been coming out regarding this and why stretching and doing your stretches isn't the most helpful for you. I mean, it can definitely be a part of a fitness routine. It feels good. I myself, I stretch after a hard workout because I feel like it's, for me, it's like the reward after doing the work. It feels really good. However, I know that there are no like long-term effects from that stretching despite what's out there and despite what we've been told. So today we're going to dispel all of the myths around stretching and we are going to talk about better ways to start thinking about things on our bodies that are seemingly tight and don't move the very best. The first thing we really need to get down and address is this difference between what flexibility is versus what mobility is. And these two words are used super interchangeably by fitness professionals, by movement professionals, by physical therapists. And it's 
I'm not going to say it's dangerous because it's not. It's just not the full picture. Like we need a good mix of flexibility and mobility in our lives, in our workouts, in our exercises. And there is absolutely a difference between the two. And they both provide different benefits. Um, one more long-term than the other. So in the first case, let's talk about what flexibility is. So flexibility is the ability of you to get your joint or your body part or something through an available range of motion passively. So the thing you're stretching is not activated. It's very relaxed. It's not moving. It's not doing anything. So for example, I think it's safe to say that most of us know what a hamstring stretch looks like when you're laying on the ground, right? So you're laying on the ground, your leg is straight, you're either using your hand or using a strap to pull your leg up, keeping your knee straight, and you'll feel that along the back of your leg. This is passive because the muscle group that we're targeting is not doing anything. Your hamstring should be totally, completely relaxed. Yeah, your arms are actively doing something by pulling on the strap. You should be actively breathing so your diaphragm is working. But the muscle that's being targeted is not really doing too much. So another example is when I go in to evaluate a one-on-one client, I will take your arm or your leg through a range of motion to see what your available range of motion is. So like I'll bring your knee to your chest, I'll bring it out to the side, I might do like what looks like a hamstring stretch, and this is all testing your passive mobility your flexibility. What does that look like? What does your available range look like? Because this is going to be very different and I'm going to use it to compare what your active range looks like. An active range of motion is more along the lines of what mobility is. So what does it look like when you actively, not using your hands, not using a strap, Bring your leg towards your chest with your knee bent. Bring your leg towards your chest with your knee straight. What does all of that look like? What does it look like when you're sitting on the edge of a table and you're bringing your leg up towards you? Ankle in, like whatever. These are all tests I do on my clients to see what their active mobility looks like. So you can see like, why active mobility versus flexibility is so important because when you're living your life you're going about your daily life you're doing stuff most likely most of the stuff you're doing is involving some kind of activation some kind of active participation you're not passively bringing yourself to do something so for example like if you have something up on a high shelf, are you using a strap or your left hand to bring your right arm up to get something from there? Probably not. So you can have all the flexibility in the world. Like you can do a pulley, say like you're using those pulleys that are attached to your doorway and like you passively pull your right arm up. Cool, your flexibility is great. You can get your arm over your head, no problem. But then when we challenge it to reach up to that shelf, what is it doing? Can it actively get there? This is where a lot of programs and a lot of these Instagram posts and whatever, they miss the mark because this is not mobility. 
passively or even actively getting into a certain yoga pose and then holding that pose, that is not affecting your mobility. That's affecting your flexibility possibly, but not so much your mobility. So for example, if you're familiar with yoga um, and you go from a downward dog, so those of you who are not familiar with yoga, downward dog is when your hands are on the floor, your feet are on the floor, and you're kind of in like a pike position with your butt in the air. You go from this position into a a runner's lunge or a a warrior lunge or something. Are you using, are you bringing your leg in a little bit and then using the floor to slide to get into a deeper lunge? Or can you bring your leg fully without touching the floor past your belly to get into that lunge actively without using that external assist? Do you see what I'm saying? So in the first case, when you're using the floor to bring your leg forward, this is more of a flexibility thing. Like your leg can get there. It just can't actively get there. If you can actively get there, this is more of a mobility thing, a motor control thing. And we'll get into what motor control is. But we really need, so our joints need an available range, a certain amount of available range of motion, aka flexibility to be able to take advantage and build upon mobility. So this is where we see a good mix of things that we need inside of our programming and inside of our exercises because just stretching, passively stretching is not teaching your body how to take advantage of that newly acquired range of motion. You'll probably remember me saying this from past episodes, but anything that's passively done to you, so somebody does something to you, they massage you, they stretch you, or you're doing something to yourself without actively being involved in it, say like stretching your hamstrings, if you're not taking advantage and performing actively within that newly acquired range of motion, if there was any newly acquired range of motion, your muscles are always going to feel tight. So for example, say you do a hamstring stretch and you really feel a stretch in the back of your legs. You're like, oh, I feel great. And then you go and you sit for three hours at your computer and then you go whatever. You just do whatever. That's not going to afford you anything long term. Your hamstrings are always going to feel tight. They're never going to feel like you, you stretched enough because you didn't take advantage of anything. If, on the other hand... You stretch your hamstrings and then you take them through a mobility routine that's taking advantage of that range of motion, that available range of motion, activating your hamstrings within that available range of motion. This is going to be what gives you those longer term effects because your brain and your body are involved together and your brain is like, whoa, Look at this new movement that Mel did. She's never done this before. Her leg never got that high before. And it starts remapping that motor pathway, that movement pattern for you. So that down the line, your hamstrings might not feel as tight because now your body, your brain knows that it has that available range of motion to move through. It's trained through that available range and now that's available to you without having to do things like overstretch or stretch for like 50 hours a week and like I'm exaggerating but I I hope I'm getting that point of across. 
So that's one of the things. So like flexibility should be accompanied by mobility. Always, always, because we need those neural pathways to be intact, to be firing, to be communicating with our body, to be like, hey, this range of motion is safe. Like you can do this. There's no reason to to tense up. There's no reason to feel tight. We got this. We can do it. So um, that is one of the things that I feel like a lot of these programs absolutely miss. And this is why you might feel like you're stretching the shit out of your hamstrings, but nothing's really changing. So that's one of the aspects. The other thing we really need to pay attention to is what does the strength of this supposedly tight muscle look like? I was actually just reading an article, a journal article about like the upper trap. So like right above your shoulder blade, it feels really tight. It feels really stiff. It feels like you're like shrugging your shoulders all the time. And a lot of people think that stretching is the only way to combat this when in fact, a lot of the times it's a muscle weakness issue And this muscle is fighting for stability, fighting for some kind of strength or like pseudo strength to do its job. And it's really by fighting for that stability, it's creating some tension. So you're not, your muscle itself might not be strong, but the neural input, the input to your nerves and your nervous system surrounding the map of that muscle is so strong and it's tensing up to make up for the lack of actual muscle strength. And um, nervous system strength versus muscle strength is something that we do cover in Finally Floored because I think it's important and we cover it in very, very basic, simplistic terms, but it's really important to understand because it sounds so counterintuitive. Like why am I going to strengthen a muscle that's already tight? But your muscles need strength just like your nervous system so we need to find that healthy medium where everything's appropriately strong and not overcompensating for something so in this case a weak muscle your upper trap is being compensated is being compensated by is that the correct terminology Your nervous system is compensating for a weak muscular system in the path that's surrounding that upper trap. So we want a good mix of nervous system strength and muscle strength to be able to get that tightness feeling away and perform in life without feeling that discomfort. So I hope that makes sense. Um, I thought that that study was super, super interesting. And I know a lot of people complain about their upper traps being tight and it's those are those muscles are blamed on a lot of issues like neck pain and shoulder pain and all of that. So knowing that it's a neuro a neural tension type of thing versus a muscle tightness type of thing is super important. So we do need to work on those the, the strength of those muscles. Same thing with the hamstring. Like your hamstring can feel tight. You could foam roll the shit out of it for hours a day. You can stretch the shit out of it for hours a day. But if you're not working on the strength of that muscle, in addition to the mobility of that muscle, it's going to be fighting for that stability. It's going to be fighting for that performance. And the way in which it's going to do that is 
by tightening up, for lack of a better term, but that's essentially what's going on. So building the strength and giving that input to that muscle and that muscular system is going to be key for you in avoiding tightness down the line. Going off of that with the hamstring especially, it's not always a muscle issue. It could actually be a nerve issue. So we'll stick with the hamstring here. Your sciatic nerve goes from your back through your hamstring. And a lot of times people mistake um, muscle tightness with nerve tightness. And a lot of times your nerve is tighter than the muscle. So um, I'm not going to explain how to test that out. If you're interested, feel free to DM me and message me. But it's difficult to explain when you can't see me doing stuff. So I'm not even going to try. But my inbox is open if that's something you're interested in. But if we have to address that neural tightness, so the nerve, the sciatic nerve in this case, is traveling through the hamstring muscle And because of the anatomy and because of where that sciatic nerve is going, this could feel like a tight muscle when you're bringing your leg up. But in actuality, it's a nerve tightness issue. And nerve tightness and neural glides and nerve glides and nerve health is another thing we cover inside of Finally Floored. So we really hit all areas. Like we hit the mobility area, we hit the flexibility, and we hit the nerve area, and we add strengthening each muscle group because, like, I like to be thorough, and this program is super thorough. So that is definitely something we cover extensively inside Finally Floored. I also have a couple of neural tension videos on Instagram, if you check out my account, um, to go see more there and see if this is an issue but this is something like nerve health is just as important as joint health is just as important as muscle health so it might not be a muscle issue so if you're stretching the shit out of your hamstring this might actually aggravate the sciatic nerve and make it seem like you could potentially have like a numbness and tingling you could have like this burning feeling Or again, your hamstring never feels relaxed because the nerve is just like, "Uh uh-uh, and has no idea how to move. And your nerves absolutely have to move and glide well in order to be healthy. So um, that's something else that I think gets very, very often missed. And people are diagnosed with tight muscles when in fact they just have unhappy nerves. And we also have to take into account, this is kind of going back to the brain body mapping and the mobility, so actively getting into a position. What does your motor control look like? So you might not actually have a strength issue, but your brain and your body aren't communicating the best. So like lifting your leg just isn't happening for your right side because you just don't have the motor control. You don't have that information that input to your nervous system that that's an available movement and that's an important movement for you and this is another thing I work on with my one-on-one clients so another thing like to give an example of this I actually had a client yesterday one of the tests that I do to look at mobility and act excuse me active mobility is my client will sit on the edge of a table and her legs are off the floor 
and I'll ask them to turn their leg out and lift their foot up without lifting their butt. And in this case, and this happens actually pretty often, so we're testing for um, active range of motion for what's called external rotation of the hip. So you're bringing your knee outward, you're bringing your foot up and in, so your leg is kind of going in a semi-figure four-ish position without resting. And like I said, this is really typical in people who have pelvic floor stuff going on because their hips aren't performing the way they should be. And if there's limited things like limited rotation, your pelvic floor can actually be potentially over overacting, I should say, overperforming, and it's doing the work for your hips when your hips are on the tight side. Um, so in this case, they were really good at getting their left or their right leg into this position, but the left leg was struggling. So I took their leg and put them in this position myself. And I was like, okay, hold it. And they were just like, "Uh -uh." (laughs) uh-uh. And the leg just kind of, it didn't fall, but the, the range of motion was not maintained. So this, could, this is a potential motor control and mobility issue because actively they just could not get their leg there. So this is something we work on as well, like being really present and being really mindful and focused on what your body is doing and what it looks like and how it feels getting into certain positions and um, working on all of that. So in finally floored, we're working on all of this. We're working on flexibility. We're working on mobility. We're working on motor control. We're working on um, strength. We're working on nerve mobility. All of that stuff because I feel that most people don't even know that these are things that exist. And I've also said this in past podcast episodes. Exercise and exercise programming has been so dumbed down by things like Pinterest and Instagram. And it seems like you could just like piecemeal moves together and like, there you go, you have a workout program, but you're never taught why you're putting things together the way you are. I'm sure most conventional fitness programs don't have a rhyme and reason or a method of putting these together. And this is not, I'm not saying this to blow smoke up my ass or blow smoke up my program's ass or anything or make it seem like it's like this magical golden guru of all exercise programs. But this program took two years to build. Like there's a lot that goes into us. There's a lot of thought and effort and like um, purpose that goes into programming things with actual end goals in sight. And finally, Florida is one of those programs. So, um, and then going back to the motor control thing, like a lot of, especially if you're newer to exercise or you're not that experienced and you have, you don't have the education behind it and you're doing a home workout program, you're going through these motions that you're seeing on TV, but when you're actually executing them, you might not be mirroring what you're seeing on TV, even though in your body, it feels like you are. And this I see a lot with my one-on-one clients also because I love like, I love problem solving. So they'll be like, oh, I do this workout. And I'm like, I'm always like, okay, can we do it together one day? Or like, can you show me a part of it and show me what you're doing? And they'll show me 
And I'm like, oh no, <laughs> like this is something we have to work on. And this isn't to be like, just like shaming or be like, huh, you idiot, you can't even do it like that. It's not like that at all. But it's to show people like instead of rushing to go through like, a lunge maybe you should take your time and set up for the lunge see what it feels like to be in it instead of slamming your foot down to go into an anterior lunge like a moving dynamic anterior lunge we have to practice on putting your foot down softly how you're stepping through and then if you want to add weight like what does that look like when you add arm movements what does that look like and there's so much that goes into it that when people are blasting through these DIY streaming workouts or these DIY DVDs or these workout DVDs and they look like they don't have the control, they don't have that proprioception or what it feels like in their body and that's not mirroring what is actually happening. Like that's where we see the disconnect. That's where people don't stick with workout programs because they're like, what the hell? It's not working. It doesn't feel good in my body. It's causing more pain. I can't move for two days after I do this. That's where all of this comes into play. And um, I always say that I am really privileged in my background and in my education because I... Like I've said before, I hate programming for myself. I love programming for clients, don't like doing it for myself. So I do need an instructor or a coach to tell me what to do and write a workout program for me. And there is one, um, I don't know if she's popular anymore, but there is a somewhat famous instructor who has a shit ton of DVDs and she is actually the person who got me into lifting heavy and she does have some heavy lifting dvds and i do use her workouts however i don't think i do one of her workout programs to a t i know how to program so if something doesn't feel right in my body or i can't do it i know how to assess that and i know how to modify that for my body and my ability and my capability based off my goals so um i forget that sometimes and i forget that exercise is not as easy as we're made to think it is and it's not as like cut and dry as we're made to think it is there's a lot of nuance that plays into it even with some of these programs that have a modifier sometimes the modifier doesn't match your ability either because you're like well the modifier is really easy but the main move is really hard and what the hell gives um which again I didn't mean to plug it this much in this episode but it's like it's dawning on me how applicable this is all of this is to finally floored and one of those cases is that finally floored has a lot of nuance built into it so you get like a main move and then there's variations of that move depending on your ability level and then the added bonus is that because you have access to me for the entire 12 weeks if none of those moves if i give you four moves and you're like none of these are fucking working for me you have the ability to reach out to me and I can give you a move that's suitable for your body. And I think it's a great it's a great program for people who are new to exercise, for people who have been working out, for people who are experienced weightlifters but don't really know how to incorporate the pelvic floor and the core and know how important that is when it comes down to even doing something like CrossFit or weightlifting program or something. Like it's really for 
all abilities here um, because I think it's like this is the one case in which my over-preparedness and my anal capabilities came into, or my anal tendencies, I should say, came as a positive because, <laughs> because I kind of tried to explore every avenue when offering this and writing this program. Anyway, that's what I have to say about that. I did not mean for that last part to be so pitchy, but I mean, it, it, this is this is the honest truth. Like, I don't know of any other program out there that does all of this. And um, I really love it and I'm really passionate about it. So that being said, this at the time of this release, you will still have availability to grab the, a spot in the program. The link is in my bio if you want to learn more. The doors close on Sunday, September 19th, and we kick off together on Sunday, September 20th excuse me, 26th. So if you're interested, please go to the show notes below and learn more about it and grab your spot. There are two more spots available. So I want you in there if this really spoke to you and you're like, I really need to get more mobility and motor control in my life because these are you're speaking my language now. This is what I love to do. So as always, Please, if you have questions, concerns, anything, if you enjoyed this episode, if you have ideas of what you'd like me to talk about on future episodes, please drop me a line. My email is below. Please feel free to follow me on Instagram and reach out to me there as well. That is also in the show notes. You can follow me at Dr. Mel underscore PT on Instagram. Um, that's where I am most active. So I hope you learned something today. I hope you got a lot out of this episode. And as always, I really appreciate all of you and you coming to hang out with me in this corner of the woods every Friday. So thank you for tuning in and we will see you on the next episode of Finally Fearless.